All right, we're going to continue this Wednesday with another corporate update. We've got more drill results out of Brixton Metals that we need to cover, so we've welcomed back in CEO Mr. Gary Thompson. They trade on the venture with BBB and on the OTCQB with BBBXF, longtime sponsor of the podcast, and appreciate that. Gary, welcome back. Hey, Trevor. Happy to be back. Yeah, uh, we've got. Uh, let's start with the first drill results of the season out of the Trapper Gold target there within that very large Thorn project in the Golden Triangle of British Columbia. Uh, you received the, those first gold assays back. Hold two seventy. 98 meters of 0.62 grams per ton gold, uh, pretty close to surface. That's about 98 meters depth. Uh, within that, you had six meters at five grams per ton gold. Uh, and hold 268 had just over 55 meters of 0.82 grams per ton. And obviously, some higher grade, shorter intervals within that as well. So, with these first couple of drill results out of Trapper, I mean, what are the key takeaways that you're sharing with your investors? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I guess the takeaway really is that we've extended the uh, the gold trend um, off to the northwest, uh, down plunge uh, by a significant um, amount, like 250 meters. Uh, we're calling it the Lawless Fault, which seems to be a structural corridor um, between the, uh, the volcanics and the diorite unit. And um, yeah, I think it's encouraging that uh, we're actually getting gold out that far to the northwest still. Um, I think it's still wide open uh, by the looks of it. Um, part of the challenge that we, we faced this year was just topography, uh, where a lot of the drilling was uh, was last year and the year before on the main part of the trapper uh, target. Um, was There were easy, easy pads, and uh, we're finding as we go to the west, we're losing topography there, so we're, it's actually hard to find a... Um, where, where maybe you want to put the drill, uh, you physically can't get a good angle on on the drill. So it, it's posed some challenge for us topography-wise, uh, uh, topography but um, I think the takeaway is that this thing is, is growing and there's lots of room to, uh, to expand it. And I guess that's, that's, uh, that's what this is telling us. And then we still have another batch of results, uh, actually mm. probably several batches, but uh, half of the drilling uh, is yet to come to market on, on this target. Okay. Hey, that lawless fault, I mean, if you're kind of looking at the simplified geology map there, uh, that lawless fault, I mean, does it kind of trend towards Camp Creek in the similar direction, in that similar direction? Um, not that structure. The lawless fault okay. looks like it has a bit of a northwest trend to it. The main um, creek, there is a structure we think that runs up um the Lejeune Creek structure, which is, if you call, uh, we're calling that Inlaw Creek, um, which you don't have on this map, but there is a sort of a north trending uh, drainage, which we pulled a lot of really high grade uh, surface gold samples from. That does trend as part of the, it's not actually Lejeune Creek, but that feeds into Lejeune and that runs right th- past uh, Camp Creek. And if you look at the broader gold geo chem, you know, it was a 11 kilometer uh, golden uh, geochem soil and rock anomaly that follows this. So Trapper is part of that. Trapper is about four kilometers of this 11 kilometer gold trend. There's an area in between where we're calling uh, Chivas or now part of it's called Trifecta. In between Trapper and Camp Creek, that's unexplained, um, which part of that is 
is maybe related to the outlaw zone, and then you get it to Camp Creek. So there's a big trend here that there's a number of zones uh, in this larger trend, and you know Trapper's Trapper's one of it. One of them okay. is looking pretty interesting, and um, you know we had some interesting looking uh, copper showing that were uh, surface copper showing that were uncovered this year as well, which we're still waiting on um, assays on that. So. At Trapper, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's at Trapper, around the Trapper area, okay. um, to the south of Trapper, there was some um, historical work that um, one of the previous reports suggested that we just do a grid, a grid drill it, um, and we've been unable to get out there partly because it's normally covered in snow, um, but we got boots on the ground south of Trapper area, and we actually had found some interesting um, uh, bornite mineralization. Uh, in, uh, in in outcrop. Um, so we've kind of always thought that maybe there's a porphyry related to this trapper system. Um, we're not sure yet, but, you know, we're continuing to flush it out. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's evolving. Um, so I think there's, I think the story has uh, yet to uh, uh, really daylight, I think, is still some work in, in progress. But we did put in a couple of interesting maps um, one, I wanted to show the, the highlights of like figure five in the news release. Um, what's the date on that? Uh, if you look at the news release dated uh, October 16. Um, if you look lower down, there's, there's a, a figure that shows the broader scale anomaly. Now, one of the original uh, discovery holes on this was drilled in 2011 by Ocean Park, uh, 32 meters of 1.78 grams. And that's, that's about two kilometers uh, to the southeast of where we've we've done most of the drilling on the trapper target, so we think that that zone may connect together um, in the broader trend. We we have yet to get on the east side of the creek and do some drilling, um, which is where Ocean Park had their cluster of holes and some good geochem sampling. So I think further drilling, you know, we'd like to try and tie these zones together and mm -hmm. see if we can make a bigger trend of it. And it's just going to take it's going to take more drilling, basically. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, do you, how many holes do you have left here at Trapper that need to be reported? Um, it's a good question. Uh, if I look back, scrolling back up here, uh, I think we put out, um, I think there's got to be at least another 10 or 15 holes here. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so we're waiting assays for, for the remainder of those holes. Uh, you know, give us a okay, sense. Sorry, sorry, Trevor, 11 holes remaining. 11 holes. Okay, very good. All right, so we're waiting assays for the next last 11 holes at a trapper here. Um, you know, yeah. obviously, uh, exploration season's somewhat wrapped up. You know, what what type of priority do you foresee trapper having next drill season, the next drill campaign, when you have so many other targets uh, within the Thorn Project, including – you know, follow up with Camp Creek, you know, those are deep, big, deep holes. And then obviously you have mentioned wanting to potentially drill Metla as well. And so what is the prioritization with Trapper in 2024, you think? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think it's a bit premature to um, comment on that because part of it is we're still, if you look at the total amount of drilling we did, which is between 17, 18,000 meters. And we are just wrapping up the camp, by the way. Okay. Uh, of the, for the season. Um, so half of our re results are still waiting to come out and we need to get through those and, 
you know, we did a lot of data collection, um, structurally oriented core, downhole uh, measurements, uh, physical property measurements of the core. So there's going to be a lot of, um, even once we get all the assays in, there's going to be a lot of reinterpretation and remodeling. We did a lot of uh, sample collection for alteration mapping. We don't yet have a really good alteration map model of the target area. So that's something that we're working on. Um, so, you know, we'll determine that probably sometime, you know, in the new year, once we have all this data in hand and can have a chance to process it. Um, so it's hard to say where Trapper fits into the overall scheme and even Camp Creek for that matter, um, assuming that we have a, you know, decent budget uh, for 2024. We're certainly going to have to weigh out all these other target areas that we've been generating, as you know, some very impressive copper gold numbers from new targets that have never been drilled, you know, like Metla um, and others. Um, and we're working on, you know, some of that geochem update as well, because we did collect thousands of rocks and, and, and soils uh, this year. And, and there's some really good numbers coming out of that stuff. So um, I would say that, you know, we're excited about all these targets. How, how much drilling is allocated to Camp Creek and Trapper remains remains to be seen and determined. But I would think we'd want to see at least some additional drilling on both of those targets. Um, you know, if I had, I guess, a magic wand here, I would think we'd want to see some drilling on some of the other targets. Um, because I believe there are new exciting discoveries to be to be had at Thorn, and we're still flushing those out. And um, yeah, it's uh, it'll be an interesting season. Uh, I mean, let's get the data in hand first before we make those calls. But it's certainly evolving into uh, lots, lots of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Okay. We won't put the cart before the whole horse here, Gary. I promise. Uh, let's yeah. let's change directions here away from Thorn and talk about uh, let's your Hog Heaven project, which you uh, have partners Ivanhoe Electric with, and, and it wasn't too long ago, earlier this month. Uh, Ivanhoe Electric published their first drill results uh, out of Hog Heaven there in Montana. Uh, hole 5 returned 311 meters of just over 1 gram per ton gold equivalent there. And they had noticed or and stated that it shows new evidence suggesting a deep porphyry copper source of high sulfidation epithermal mineralization. Um, listen, like I, this is really good news uh, for both parties here, Ivanhoe Electric and Brixton. But I almost think the better leverage is with you because uh, you didn't have to pay and, and drill those holes yourself. So that's good news. <laughs> yeah, this is actually really exciting. And, um, you know, we, we've always liked this project. We think there's something big here. There's something exciting here. Obviously, Ivanhoe Electric team thinks so as well. They're actively drilling it. And what they're seeing are are indications of a porphyry system at depth in these high sulfidation mineralized systems. And it's not too dissimilar to like Camp Creek. What did we see at Camp Creek for the last decade, these high sulfidation veins and breccia zones? And it took us, of course, 10 years to um, push deeper, deeper, deeper. And of course, now we're into the porphyry in Camp Creek. But I think not too dissimilar here. Hopefully it doesn't take them 10 years. But, you know, I think they're onto it and they're they're drilling fairly aggressively here, but they are seeing these high sulfidation veins, um, diatreme breaches uh, that are showing mineralized fragments in there. And those fragments are coming from a porphyry source. Um, so it's just going to be a matter of time. I think uh, they're doing additional geophysics with their proprietary um, typhoon. Um, I'm pretty sure they, they'll find something. And, you know, my gut on this thing is that our 25%, assuming that they run in, 
go, go to distance on the term, um, not only will we see some cash on it, but our 25% will likely be worth more than the current market cap of the company. Hmm. Um, so if we can hang on that long and, and uh, they're aggressive on their drilling and, and of course they find what we all think is there, uh, time will tell, but um, pretty exciting, uh, you know, development. And this is a, they haven't made the porphyry discovery yet, but this is, is this is a copper porphyry discovery in the making, if, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so Ivanhoe Electric, uh, they have to incur $40 million of project expenditures for 75% interest in hog heaven. Uh, Gary, give us a sense of kind of, you know, it's not necessarily a timeline, but how much have they currently allocated to the project within that 40 million? Do you know? Um, yeah, they're about, well, the, there's two phases. So phase one is uh, spend 15 million and pay bricks and four and a half million over six years. Uh, they're into year three under the under the timeline of the agreement. So there's still two and a half million US to come to Brixton. Um, and the spend wise, it's kind of hard to say, but I would guess that they're probably halfway through that, that 15 million spend. So um, look, if they find something, um, you got to believe they're going to try and accelerate the development. Um, but they do have the luxury of, of time. It's 11 year earning, so six years to get 51 and then and then another five years uh, to spend the, the balance of the 25 million, so 40 million spend in total. So um, they have the luxury to take the time if they want to go the term. But um, I think if anybody finds something exciting, they're going to probably accelerate it. So we'll see how that plays out. All right. Well, more to come from Hog Heaven. Uh, Gary, that's all the time we have. Thanks so much for your update. I uh, look forward to catching up with you. And there's going to be a lot of Joe results to get your comments on here uh, this fall. So uh, we'll chat again soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much. All right, everybody. That's your update from Brixton Metals. They've been a longtime supporter of the podcast. Uh, We'll be back with more here. Stay tuned. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.